0: Hair to put on your tinfoil hats. All right, Jay, man, tell your story, bro. All right. Well, hi there. My name is Jay.
1: I'm from the Austin area, Texas, and right now I'm 28. But when this happened, this was about four years ago, so I was 24. Um, I, mean, I worked with the county clerk uh, in my my county. I do indexing, and I work in a in a basement underneath the courthouse. It's pretty cool. And I write, and I'm also going to college. Other than that, I got two dogs and a goat that I love, and uh, an old car that's still running. And I'm surprised.
2: <laughs> um,
1: two thousand three. Do I believe? Uh, I I do believe. Like with my story, I can't not believe now. Um, but, but that, that being said, I'm not like, a you know, a fanatic or whatever. I don't know how you want to call that. Um, like I'm not, I don't, I don't go around searching the world for this kind of stuff. It just sort of happens to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, this happened about four years ago, happened at my previous job. One of my previous jobs were, I worked at a funeral home wanted to see if it was the right thing, and it started at probably, let's say, about midnight, a little bit after midnight. Any, If I heard any similar cases, yeah. I mean, if you look at Reddit, you can find as many as you'd like, but, you know, that's really up to if it can I mean if it can happen to me it can happen to anybody else right so mm-hmm. it's uh true until proven wrong i guess you could say and so i think it was a paranormal thing but i'm sure there's lots of other crap in the world you know so i don't know so, yeah, but but definitely my experience was certainly paranormal mm-hmm. um yeah. so the story that we're talking about is, it happened on on a Wednesday night in January 20, uh, what year did Star Wars 7 open? 2015, right? Because if that's true, then it, it happened in January 2016. Um, and I, I only remember that, I don't know why, but I use movies as timestamps for myself, and I don't know why. Um, I just watch a lot of them. So, when I worked at this funeral home, funeral homes, for people who don't know, uh, they have these little duplexes or apartments in the back, and usually the owners or the managers live in those those apartments, just because if you get a body call, you're going to have to be right there, ready to go, like... And I guess they they kept with, the, with that tradition just because of the way it's always been. But they need someone who's actually there and ready to go. And also, you're kind of a not really a night watch or anything, but you are. If someone tries to break in there, people, someone did try a couple of times. Um, you're literally just right there, even before the cops are. And you know, because you live there, you're going to be one of the first to know to know about it. So even if the, the alarms don't go off, you can still call. So, hang on a second. We can here. What happened was um, it was a really slow Wednesday for a January. And I say that because usually people die for some reason. Funeral homes are their busiest between probably the middle of October all the way to a day or two after Valentine's Day. Um, and that's, I mean, I don't know. You can fu- you can take that in however you want. And But anyway, it was busy. It was not, no, it was not busy. I said it was busy. It's not, it was not busy this day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what happened was everybody went home. I just claimed the funeral home that day. But I was on call that night. And I decided to stay up a bit just to wait for something. And just before I actually went to sleep, just before I actually got ready for bed, um, the phone rang in my my apartment, and I answered it. Uh, of course, it was my boss telling me to get ready. So he he went over to the, he arrives at the funeral home. We get in our hearse. We go we go out to the country where this guy lives. Apparently the cops have been, the cops got called on this guy. I think what, what, what it was, was he hadn't called his family in a couple of days and they got worried. Um, and I mean, it was only a two or three days, but this guy was also kind of old. So maybe that was a little startling. Maybe he, he didn't call after two days and they got worried. But they, you know, this guy had been dead for, a few, for about two days, sure enough. So, but he was, he was small, he was frail easy enough to honestly be lifted by one person so, but, but one of the cops that was there helped me put him in, on a stretcher, we rolled him in the hearse and my boss and I just left now, because it was so late at night, we couldn't get the, the justice of the peace or the medical examiner you know, because it was like midnight, everybody, everybody was at home, so we had to put him in a, a little body cooler so that the next day, we could get the Justice of the Peace to examine the body and decide whether or not he needed to be sent to a medical examiner. Um, And whenever we, after we put him in the cooler, boss says, thanks, bye, he leaves. And that's whenever, you know how you can so- sometimes feel it in the air? You know, like something is off, and you can just feel it in the oxygen? Mm-hmm uh well that's that's actually exactly what happened i was like you know hmm. i was off the next day so i was really honestly i could have done whatever the hell i wanted but i decided i was just gonna go to go to bed spend the rest of the day just doing whatever or the next day doing whatever i wanted um i fall asleep and then i have this i don't remember many of my dreams but this is one of them that I've actually remembered. It was a nightmare. And I normally don't remember nightmares either for some reason. I just remember, wake. I can just, you know, wake up from a nightmare and be like, oh my God, that was a terrible dream, then go back to sleep. This one, however, it's still kind of fresh, even though it was years and years ago. <laughs> so, um, in the dream, I meet the guy that we picked up. And, you know, he and I are good friends. We go hang out, we go get, like, a beer, and then we go watch Star Wars uh, Force Awakens because it had only opened, like, less than a month ago before this. But then after that, after we, you know, hang out, and after we're bros, I see him just appear in his cooler. And you know how dreams are. One minute you're standing on the ocean, and the next second you're in detention from second grade or something, right? Mm-hmm. So... That's kind of how that was. You turn around, and you're at work, and you're looking at him. And I, I was at work, and I'm looking at him. And he starts laughing at, at me, just sort of muttering, and, you know, I didn't understand him. So I asked him, what? What'd you say? And then he starts giggling, and under his laugh, I hear, I'm going to kill your family. And he starts nodding his head. And I was like, what the what the hell? And so that's when I woke up and I was I was in a pool of sweat. I've I've never woken up in so much I've never woken up so wet. And that can be taken out of context because he <laughs> said wet, ha ha ha. But seriously though, I've never woken up feeling so uncomfortable and so much sweat and I was actually in a little bit of pain. Um but it was honestly it was so terrifying i was already miserable there anyway i was already like i have depression i am depressed i take antidepressants but after working at that place for for so long it's like the depression sort of magnified Mm -hmm. or intensified i think is the right word so i was already you know i was already squidward tentacles at this point and uh so I I wrote my, my two weeks right then and there and because my laptop was on the Wi Fi, I printed it off on their Wi Fi printer that was in my boss's office so that he would see it first thing the, the next morning. And of course I went off and found another job and moved out of there. So Yeah, that's that's that. Hmm. Um I don't know. I've never had any similar case to this. I mean, I remember once when I dreamt that I died and went. I dreamt once that I went to, that I died and went to heaven, and I was excited. I woke up thinking I was dead, and I wasn't. And I was like, "Oh darn! I'm still here," <laughs> but <laughs> but this was not that. So, uh, yeah. What what do you want to know about what? Um, hey, what else can I? What other I questions? Think? Gonna...
0: There were there are two things that you posted. Okay. I used to work and live in a funeral home, and then.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and this was this was, that was like the last. That was the icing on top of the. Or that was the cherry on top, rather you could say.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: the second story. Mm-hmm. It was you know not as intense but still pretty eerie. Um. I had to take a massive. It was my first night there, like it was my first night staying there. I had just moved in, and I lived with my my uncle, my older, really my dad's uncle, but my great uncle. And he he had he had the bathroom. He was in the shower, so and I had to take a shit. So I didn't want to wait for this guy because I had you know. So I decided I'd just use I decided I'd use the the bathroom and the employee the in the employee bathroom in the, the funeral home. So I walk through the garage and I go right in there, open the door, turn on the light, and I see this black shadowy figure. Humanoid. And it's just standing guard, because the first door that you that, that the first door that is there to your right, um, after you open that garage, that door to the garage, is the, is the room the embalming room. The door to the embalming room. The embalming room is where you do the quote-unquote surgery to dead bodies so that you can make present them and get them ready for the funerals and burial and stuff. Mm. Um, and I just, I want to keep that as, you know, uh, as discreet as possible, just because it's not respect. I just want to be kind of respectful about it. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to give too many details on it. Uh, but anyway, standing guard to the embalming room is this tall, black, human looking thing. Don't know what the hell it is. And then it looks right at me. It sees me and it runs like hell to the other side, all the way to, down to the end of the hall. And it crouches, it crouches in a corner. And it, it, like, gets in fetal position. So I decide to be Mr. Brave and approach it and talk to it and tell him that I don't mean it any harm, I just have to take a shit. But by the time I get to it, it becomes, like, one with the shadow that's already there in the corner. So after that, I just decided to turn around, hold my shit till the next morning, and, you know, keep it there and not tell anybody about it. But obviously
0: I went back on that part. <laughs> so, so the because I remember you had two. This is the one I messaged you about. I wasn't very specific, so that's my apologies. Um oh, okay. so you, you, you basically in your post you referenced it to uh the Heartless from Kingdom of Hearts, which yes. I have never I have never played, so I don't know exactly what they look like.
1: Okay, well, I mean, I always thought just and even if you didn't, I always thought somebody would just do a simple Google search. Yes, he was a he looked very he looked just like that, except a lot taller and he didn't have the antenna. Heartless and Kingdom Hearts, uh, they're. I don't want to say they're the main antagonist of the video game, but they are like little obstacles that you have to fight. Mm-hmm. You find out that in in Kingdom Hearts, I mean, the backstory of of the Heartless in Kingdom Hearts is that uh, when a Disney character goes bad and they become a Heartless, parts of their soul or something, it's been so long since I played it, but if I remember correctly, the Heartless are little pieces of someone's soul who has actually gone totally bad, and then that's whenever you get a nobody Mm-hmm. And there's for every person that's alive, there's a nobody. Like the main character of Kingdom Hearts is Sora, and his nobody is Roxas. So it's just his name with an X in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, all I, the only I was just trying to reference a nobody to to give so that someone could have like a mental image of what I was talking about. Um, okay.
0: Yeah, right. I pulled up the image, and I can kind of see what you're talking about. You said it was uh, how tall? It was
1: taller than me. I'm about, like, about six feet, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so let's say it's about seven feet tall. I don't know, tall enough to not, tall enough to be taller than me. So that's okay. that.
0: Um, so the best way you can describe it is a tall, like, seven foot tall, black shadow, mm-hmm. has the figure of a human. Yeah. Um, and then you said that...
1: It saw me, it looked right at me, made eye contact, it mm-hmm. ran down the hall, and it just crouched in field position in a corner, like it was being abused or something, right? Mm-hmm. Or like it was terrified, like it was afraid. And then whenever I went over to it to try to calm it down or just tell it that I wasn't trying to piss it off or anything it became the shadow like it became a an actual shadow and i just couldn't find it it disappeared in the shadow
0: of See, the... This, is, this is uh interesting because i've never heard of anything like this before like people will say that they um for example saw a ghost and it's just like a quick in and out kind of thing right um but that that you know, their their sightings differ or vary a lot. Uh, as to you, this is more of like a haunting, is what I would call it. Right. Um, the stackhouse.
1: Man, that's crazy that you got such a prolonged look at the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I thought, too. I was like... Because I, I, it was there for longer than one second, so that's how I knew I wasn't like shitting myself or something you know what i mean like that's Mm -hmm. how i knew that i wasn't imagining something Mm -hmm. um i also like didn't i didn't even do a double take i was so kind of impressed i don't want to say mesmerized because that gives it too much of a like uh, uh Someone who's listening to this would probably assume, oh, it used it has powers and it mesmerizes you or something. No, yeah. I don't think I was under this creature's influence except that I was impressed by it. But I was also obviously freaking out about it. Um, and then when it, when it ran away, I'm like, well, first of all, you're taller than me and you're probably not a human, so what are you so afraid of, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, come on now. <laughs> but I'm also... Not going to complain because if it was a a threatening entity, it at least decided to, you know, not do anything to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just I remember it, it was actually just how 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 afraid that it was, and as soon as I got close enough to talk to it, it it uh, it just sort of went away from it. You know, it went away.
2: Mm-hmm. And what do you?
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh,
1: well, I was just gonna say I never saw it again. Never saw anything. It never never have seen anything like it. And I don't know if I ever will until.
0: Um, so you obviously have dealt with um, death a lot, so you should know, or at least I'd assume you know what limbo is. I do. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, just a quick theory I could come up with as to what happened was it may be someone who had passed away recently and was stuck in limbo. So they they were, you know, they were experiencing whatever the hell they were experiencing. They were scared and they see you. We'll, we'll assume they saw you because it looked right at you. And to them, you may have been some like crazy, scary monster, which is why. Okay. They had ran. It's some wild theory, like you know.
1: I mean, okay, maybe it saw my inner demons or something.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you know, it could be a million things. It's just like the Mm -hmm. first thing that comes to mind. As crazy mm as it may sound. Well,
1: no, no, there's nothing crazy about it. It's, you know, you're, we're talking about something that's not. This is literally a paranormal mm-hmm. experience. So no matter how you look at it, no matter what you say about it, of course, it's not going to sound usual.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, in my opinion, because I kind of came up with a, a theory about it, just so I could sort of calm myself down. And I didn't come up, come up with this right off the, you know, the back of my hand either. It took me I, I pondered on this for days and days but what i eventually sort of decided about it was uh that maybe this 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 is the spirit of a body that we had in the funeral home at the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and maybe this spirit is just watching over and making sure that we don't defile or disrespect its body mm-hmm. or its you know its dying wishes all the way, like make sure that we do everything we can to follow make sure that he is handled properly mm-hmm. in the embalming room, even even down to the to the stuff that makes sure that we at least attempt when people die for some reason, it's the weirdest thing um they when they're alive, they can fit in their favorite clothes, but then when they die, not so much mm-hmm. But I just, that's what I think. I think he was there to make sure that, that we did everything we could to, to respect him and his family.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but again, that's, that's my opinion. Yours is just as plausible and even a little bit more interesting, <laughs> but you know, yeah, either way, that's, um, it's still, it could be anything. It could have been, anything at all.
0: I mean, I like to get a little outlandish and wild to right society. right. Um, I
1: do too. I I mean, I write I write science fiction and I'm not mm-hmm. published yet, but I still I still write science fiction and outlandish shit too, so I try to um in my experience working there. So um I love rock and I like a little bit of metal. I don't like all metal. Like if it's, if they, if it's just screaming and you can't understand what they're saying, and it's just, just that I honestly compare it to that of a, to, to the noise that a that a child makes in a candy store. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm not trying to piss anybody off or offend anybody. No, no, teach
0: um, their own, teach their own.
1: But you know, I still, I still love system of a down and shit like that. But mm. whenever I started working there and I, the depression my depression got noticeably worse. I'm not too proud to say that um, I downloaded Carly Ray Jepsen's uh, discography just to add a little bit of calm music, you know, to the crazy shit that I already that I already did.
0: Yeah, bro. Um, I love Carly Ray Jepsen. Don't shit on her. I'm, <laughs> I no, I'm not trying to shit. On her, but... <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. It's it's funny. I I love her though. No, I love her music.
1: Yeah. I like their music. I really do. It's, I just downloaded, I redownloaded Emotion today because, um, I, I bought the, the album and I don't like my, I only have, a, I went digital and I have an, an iPad now. So my, my disc is kind of, um, obsolete because I don't have a computer to stick it in. So I had mm-hmm. to, I had to download it and cave and buy it again. So
0: I was going to go ahead and ask, uh, so I, I assume you've worked with plenty of people in this field. Have you either conversated with them about, or have they ever told you about their personal experiences with anything that may be perceived as uh, paranormal?
1: Uh, like you mean like the family members, right?
0: Whether it uh, be the family members or like coworkers.
1: Okay, family members or coworkers. Well. I only worked with, I, There was one coworker that I had who do who did who do who did believe in the spirit world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone else kind of didn't, but this guy did. And I remember telling him, uh, "Yeah, my I, I told him, yeah, my uncle and I we were in the, the back after everybody left, and that movie, The Conjuring, came on, and um, so we decided to watch it, and then." it got kind of weird after that so we decided to quit watching it and um, the, guy that I was, the guy that I was working with he was just like yeah well you shouldn't you're, y'all are stupid for watching that movie in a funeral home. that's like that's literally the stupidest thing you could do
0: it's like you're asking it, for something to happen
1: exactly what he said. he said it's like you're asking it's like you're actually inviting something in here
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, well, I mean, it's just a, a movie. And he was like, well, you know, it's still all that. So he he really gave me the rundown on that. So we didn't watch. I don't think in there we we ever watched a single haunted house or, you know, a movie like that. I mean, the only, as far as haunted stuff is concerned, I guess, or supernatural I mean Halloween night we did watch a nightmare before Christmas, but that's like there's nothing even real about that, you know, like everybody knows that. Mm. Um we also that the Ron Perlman Hellboy was on one night, and we watched that too. And nothing we didn't feel uncomfortable about it, about that. But with that conjuring, oh my god, that's like Yeah, you're right. It's like asking for something stupid. To-
0: so no, like no, no coworkers or uh, family members talking about how they, um, how they had like seen a ghost or their relative came and visited them or, nope,
1: oh. except this one guy, except this other guy that I worked with. He, he, even he didn't have an experience. He just said that he believed in the spirit world. Mm. So, I mean, for someone to believe in the spirit world, maybe something did happen to him that he wasn't too keen to talk about, or maybe it was just something that he decided to believe in one day, but that's all he, that's all I got out of it.
0: I mean, there are some people out there who are very just optimistic and they like to believe in that kind of stuff. Right. And there are others who, um, you know, have genuinely had something happen to them. Like you, for example, seeing the, uh, shadowy figure or the heartless, we'll call it. Um, they have something like that happen to them and then they're just like, Well, that confirms that for me. I don't <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, at the
1: time that video game and the meme of Slender Man was popular mm-hmm. at the time. Or I mean, it wasn't as popular as it had as it had been, but it was still like well known. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but Slenderman had this big population and now everybody doesn't know about him again anymore. But anyway, one of my friends invited me to his Halloween party. And because I was so, like, cheap and what have you. And plus, I, I mean, funeral direct, people who work in a funeral home always have to dress like, they, like they're going to church. Mm-hmm. So I, I just sort of decided to put on my, my work uniform, suit and tie. And put a, a white pillowcase over my face and be Slender Man. (laughs) Um, I mean, you could still tell the pillowcase being too big for my head, but um, I just remember that. and I remember getting back to the funeral home that night to go, you know, go into the back where where I lived. And then I was like, oh, my God, what if something like this actually existed? And please, God, don't let it be, don't let it exist in this place. Mm -hmm. Because God only knows, right? So... (laughs) Yeah. Um so I didn't really dabble with that ever again.
2: Stacos. You got any questions?
1: Nah, man, I'm loving the stories, man. That's crazy. Like in in uh there's a lot of there's a lot of material there. So, I mean, um I remember so when I was a kid, when I was like six years old i watched this movie called brave little toaster
0: brave little toaster i'm not to never up. yeah i've never heard of that i'll have to look that up I've never heard of it okay well i'll give you a little back backstory um
1: it, it john lasseter directed it it's uh and john lasseter if you don't know who john lasseter is he's the one of the founding fathers of pixar he wanted, to do, he wanted to make a Pixar movie, and he wanted the first Pixar movie ever to be Brave Little Toaster. Um, it's not a Disney movie, although it sounds like a Disney movie. But it was animated with Universal. I think Universal, and I just know that it wasn't Disney. But the studio, at the time, shot it down. They said, Pixar, the source material that you're using here, because it's based off of a book. The source material, your characters are going to look uncanny. A toaster with eyes and a mouth, that's just going to freak everybody out. No one's going to no like that because it's just going to look, you know, creepy. So anyway, if you've never, you've never seen Bra- you should... I mean, I would tell you to YouTube the songs from it, but then mm-hmm. that might give away the whole movie. Um, but it's like this... So John Lester decided to just make it traditionally animated. And then the studio said, "Okay, fine, we'll go with that." But they hired some, so they hired some really good animators so that it would look very Disneyish. Um, but John Laster decided to put in a Pixar scene anyway. And there's a nightmare scene where Toaster has a nightmare and goes to hell, and that whole nightmare is a Pixar scene. It actually makes it creepier than it really is, uh, because in hell there are clowns and they freak you. They mess with Toasters. I don't know. It's a kid's movie, so we shouldn't really worry too much about the plausibility of it. Talking about paranormal stuff, we're talking about parent plausibility. But anyway, it's about these home appliances who want to find their previous owner, who is now grown up and going to college. So a toaster and they're senti- these are all sentient home appliances. A toaster, a vacuum, a radio, a lamp, and a blanket. Um, you go on a a tri- on, a, on a trip to find their 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 boy, who was grown up, but they get they get caught up in this storm, and because they're all half of them are well more than the majority of them, except for the blanket, they're all uh, electronic devices. So they have to keep themselves from getting wet, like from the rain and stuff, or mm-hmm. you know they have to just deal with the the terrain and. This crazy pawn shop owner picks him up, finds him on the side of the road, and he's like a Frankenstein kind of guy. He likes putting shit together. Um, There's a, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Well, anyway, the end of the movie, before their owner finds them, they get sent to this junkyard for cars. And there's this giant, like, magnet that picks up the cars to put them on that little, you know, belt so that they can get crunched. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a song in there called Worthless Uh, it's a six year old's version of Goodbye Blue Sky from Pink Floyd but anyway with the depression I was feeling um, nostalgic decided to rewatch this movie I think it was on Netflix at the time so I did but for some reason it didn't really help with it and the Worthless the whole Worthless song, the whole Worthless scene, um, really, I was like, oh my god, these cars feel worthless, and I'm worthless too, so I just, I quit watching after that, but <laughs> um, I mean, everybody knows the ending, the, the boy, he's, he's a grown-up now, but he finds his toaster and his, his vacuum and everything else and takes him to college with him, and they live happily ever after.
0: But yeah, I found it on uh on YouTube. The entire movie's on YouTube. It's not oh, very wow. good quality.
1: Yeah, it's it's, like, it's on it's YouTube, a... obviously. You probably sped yeah, it up.
0: Um Yeah. I just kinda skimmed through it and I saw right yeah. as you started talking about it, the um the the little evil looking uh, magnet that picks up and then they drive off to college. It's kind of an inter- mm-hmm. interesting looking movie. Well really
1: what I thought was cool though was that the cars like the the appliances don't want to get killed because mm-hmm. they are they have a purpose, right? But the cars, because they're already, like, kind of dead, um, they're just sort of, the song is pretty much them coming to terms with their death. Um, and there's also, of all the cars that are in there, there's a hearse that gets picked up. And he says, I took a man to a graveyard and I can't live with the things that I've learned. I was like, holy shit, oh, that oh, is wow. me. Yeah, and I was like, hey, that's me. And, like, Five seconds, right? So <laughs> um, that's that really sort of, you know, didn't that was a zinger on me, I guess.
0: It's all um, like bright and shiny on the outside, but it has a really dark undertone. That, yeah, definitely. Really, it's like
1: Toy Story yeah. 3. Yeah. You know, it looks looks like one of those stupid little sequels that Pixar cashed in on, but it's really, really actually kind of creepy.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but to think that. That could have been the first Pixar movie, and what would the what would and I guess we already know what toaster would have looked like, but just imagine the eyes on all the other characters, like <laughs> or if it were made today, i bet Seth Rogan would voice the the a c vent
0: oh, that'd be hilarious. I love <laughs> Seth Rogan,
1: I do too. Everybody says I look like him, so you yeah. know mm-hmm. um but then there's that there's my picture there, so I don't know. Wanna... Anyway,
0: so I'm going through the comments right now on your post. There seems to be quite a few people who have actually had um, they they refer to them as shadow people, right? Um, for context, there's a lot of people who have seemed to have uh, similar experiences with shadow people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you're you're not alone.
1: Right. And I mean, I kind of, so before I moved into this funeral home, um, I did live with my parents. And they lived at the time in this neighborhood that was a block away from a cemetery. And Mm -hmm. I remember noticing at night, like, I I mean, I guess they're called White Shadows. Um, but what it is is basically pitch black, absolute dark, but you can still see little skid marks of white just in the air. Mm-hmm. But you can still kind of tell that there's you still the the weirder part about it, or what makes it weirder, I guess, is that it feels like you're you know how when you go in public or like when you go to Walmart or something, you know, you're around people. Mm-hmm. Like I know that of course, you know, you're around people, you, you can see them, but when you go in public, even if no one's paying attention to you, you still know that you are like, there's a, you're, you're noticeable, right? When people are needs to look at you once or twice. So that's kind of how I felt. I was like, I feel like, there are other people in here. I feel the presence of another person. And I remember catching, this wasn't as, it wasn't as uh, prolonged as the shadow person in the funeral home. This is also before the funeral. But I do remember seeing what looked like half of a torso. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just flashed, disappeared. Um, you know, talking about it, I remember when my closet door just opened on its own, and all my shit fell out of my closet, and there was no reason for that to happen. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. and also the fact that it happened more than once kind of gave it away the, the place. And at the time when I was on Facebook, I'd get on the Facebook page because the the neighborhood there's like a neighborhood watch Facebook page for it. So I got on there, and I was like, hey, I'm not crazy or anything, but I could swear to God, this place is haunted. And everybody else is just on there agreeing, saying, no, this place really is. Because there was a ghost of a little girl in a blue dress that would run from house to house and lock people in their bedrooms or in the bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. And they'd have to, you know get one of their neighbors or something. They'd have to text one of their neighbors, hey, can you come over here and let me out of my bathroom? The girl locked us in here. And some people would have to wait because some, you know, sometimes it'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll go over there. And sometimes people would say, uh, absolutely not, I'm not going to your haunted-ass house. I'm going to spend mm-hmm. my time away from all that. Um, I'm not playing Scooby-Doo with your ass. So, you know, that's how... Uh, but that's how that was... I'm glad we don't live in that neighborhood anymore because it was,
0: it was how, how close to the uh, graveyard were you from there? We were was uh, it was, a, it was a, a block away, and so
1: whenever I'd go on my morning or afternoon walks, I would pass it. Oh, huh. and actually, if this doesn't add insult and injury, uh, when Pokemon Go like first launched, right? Um, one or two of the, like, the, the headstones was, you know how in Pokemon Go, you go over to, like, Little Landmarks, mm-hmm. and you get free shit?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if you go to one of those headstones, you can get free Pokeballs and potions and stuff. It's kind of messed so, up. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like, I don't know who this guy is, but thanks for the Pokeball, dude. Don't, <laughs> don't haunt me. I'm just here to play a game. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, uh, something that I've heard growing up is that living across the street or next to a graveyard is actually bad luck. And there have been, um, especially where I'm from, I can't confirm this, just like, you know, we'll we'll just say it's a rumor. Uh, People tend to commit suicide when they live across the street from graveyards. And I mean, when I heard this, you know, I didn't believe in paranormal stuff at all, but... Growing up and kind of hearing the stories that I've heard, I think that it would be plausible that, you know, that could bring some pretty bad juju on your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the time, I think
1: it had some. I'm not going to say, because I don't know. Yeah, that. We're talking, again, talking about paranormal, and mm. I believe in this, that, and the other, but luck, I don't really give much thought to. <laughs> now. You know, you can say, well, shove it up your ass. You just told me you saw saw a shadow person. I don't, you know, you can... I'm not saying that there's no such thing as luck. I'm just saying that I really don't personally believe myself in luck. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe in... I do believe in God. I am a devout Christian. I put that in probably at least one of my posts. But also, um, I believe in just circumstance. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't just pray for something good to happen and then it happens it's not like robin williams coming out of a lamp or anything i do believe that you have to do that do if you want something good to happen for you you have to do it yourself so bad now with bad things happening i mean not everybody intends for something bad to happen to them also with that said considering that i i mean i already i'm not the most i mean I don't know because if if also if that were true, all the good things that did happen i mean there are I have good memories there there were good things that happened. I did get my job at the at the funeral home to try to see if I wanted it mm-hmm. um, I did get a couple of other jobs i there good things did happen there um so I don't know how how luck would would really would I mean, just because someone has has bad luck, does that necessarily mean that they're just the most unfortunate people? I guess that's also up for debate. But, I mean, when I think of bad luck, I just think – I think of Charlie Brown and every single thing that could happen to you that's bad happens to you. Yeah. And that's – so I don't know. But on the other hand, I do believe that it's bad juju to live near a funeral – or to live in a funeral home and it's bad juju live near a cemetery, that matter, yeah, I don't really know which one is worse <laughs> considering that I lived oh you know, yeah, I resided in one of them and next to another one of them, I mean, maybe that's why my my luck isn't so terrible because I lived in that neighborhood where the bad luck is supposed to happen, and then I moved into a funeral home, so that's a double negative makes a positive, right.
0: <laughs> so I mean your purpose in the funeral home was to do good for people correct right right of course so uh, maybe there is like some sort of like leeway left for you specifically and you know others but in your um, case and the reason
1: that I that I took the job was um it's kind of been a part of my it's 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 not kind of been a part it's literally it's been a part of my life uh, since before I was born, my granddad was a mortician.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my granddad, when he was a teenager, he did stupid shit like all teenagers do. Um, but and he he didn't live uh, where I live, so he didn't live where my family has been all all my life. Uh but he would he would chase fire. He if a fire engine would ever pass by his school, he'd jump out the window and chase the fire engine. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought he was, like, everybody just thought he was stupid. So his principal calls him into his into the office one day to tell him that he's not going to graduate. Pisses my granddad off. Granddad punches him in the face. Jesus. Runs away from home. Yeah, Jesus is right. <laughs> he, he gets super pissed off, he runs away from school, he runs away from home, and he goes, to, he goes to mortuary school, becomes a mortician. About a year or two later, after he gets his license and he gets situated with that career, he goes back to his old high school and sees his old principal still working there. And Because in my grandfather's time, technology wasn't such a big thing, so you could easily make a fake ID and a fake background for yourself and get away with it. You know, that's what, that's how he got into Mortuary school. Uh, but he went over to his, <laughs> he went over to his principal and he said, are you going to graduate me now, bitch? <laughs> his principal, and this principal just said, you know, I never wanted to see you again. I never thought I'd see you again. And I hoped I'd never see you again, but I'm going to graduate you now just because you've got your, your director's license. And so he, that's how he graduated high school. Um and what happens next, I mean, is pretty much he was he, he moved down here to Texas. Um and he became a director and he was very well known and very well revered actually in my hometown. And um he worked at one skinner home uh until I was about nine, retired from the place worked to another funeral home, and they laid him off because they said he was too old. So that made everybody, all the employees of that funeral home got really mad, and they decided to go and make their own funeral, go and start their own funeral home, and that's the funeral home that I got the job at. Mm. So what I, saw, I guess what I was, it's a roundabout way of saying it, but I just wanted to you know, follow, follow in his footsteps, because he was a great guy. He really was. Um, I mean, aside from punching this principal in the face, he was still a pretty decent dude. And I still think it's epic that he did that. I'm like, you? You wouldn't <laughs> everyone else is like, Oh, you don't know half the shit that he'd
0: do. So yeah, that's how it was. It's kinda of like the family uh business in a way. In a sense. It
1: kinda was, yeah. Um but it just wasn't wasn't for me. Yeah. Um and I've always kind of been the the black sheep of the family. Uh, so find, so deciding and, di- you know, f- discovering that this wasn't really my job, like a tea. I was like, you know, I'm going to disappoint so many people when I leave here, but I can't just stay here just to make other people happy because I'm not going to be happy. So that's why I just decided to,
2: to get out of there and, Go back to college and, uh, you know, do the stuff that I actually care about.
0: You know what? Good for you. Thanks. I mean, you, I can't speak for you, but in my personal experience, happiness is more important than acceptance, than acceptance, than being, you know, rich, than, you know, And then giving your life to something that you don't care about.
2: Exactly. Exacto. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, we're hitting on an hour here. Yeah.
1: I think that's good, man. That's good. Right on, man. Thanks for coming on. It was awesome. Thanks for letting me know. I love the stories, man. That was awesome. It was great chatting with you. Yeah, it was great chatting with y'all. Thanks for listening. Mm
2: Mm-hmm what we're here for.